Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. We are in the middle of the fastest moving technology shift in our lifetime. And for the majority of us listening, we live through the birth of the internet. So that's definitely saying something. Here's the good news. It's good news. Truly, I have so much to fill you in on. Join me for my upcoming workshop, The Market Shift. It's so crucial to online businesses that I'm offering it completely for free. No strings attached, just pure actionable insights that will help you navigate the coming changes. But that's not all. If you attend live and stay until the end, you'll get exclusive access to my brand new mini course, The Two-Click Funnel absolutely free. Inside, I'm giving you the exact automation funnel I'm running that consistently converts organic traffic into loyal buyers in minutes. Join me and prepare your business for the future. Go to bossproject.com shift to register now. If you're hearing this, there's still time. Don't miss out bossproject.com shift. Today on the podcast, we have Jordan Ellis of Jordan Denae. Oh my gosh. This girl, she is so awesome. We've known Jordan for what feels like forever, but really it's only been two years. She was Emily's first student ever, and she then became my first student ever when Emily and I launched our first course together in 2015, and since then... Jordan has gone on to grow a giant geek chic business where she sells goods of all different types. She has shirts and aprons and the cutest little kids clothes ever. And this, it just warms our heart to see how much she's been able to accomplish in two years. And she shares so much knowledge today, all about growing a product-based business online. Yeah, I think you guys are really going to love it. So she's talking about the changes that her business has made since she first started way back in the day on Etsy and how she now is on Squarespace and how that works for her, the mission behind her business, how she creates an experience for her customers, a unique way for her to have scarcity in a product-based business, how blogging works for her, and all about hiring her first employee. She's going to give some tips on people who are just getting started in the product world and who are wanting to kind of up-level what they already have. She also shares a coupon code that we have linked in the show notes. And if you want to get that coupon code for 25% off, listen to this episode and head over to the show notes at the end so you can grab that and you can go get some goods in her shop and support small business and support the podcast and just give everyone love and go learn some stuff and just be awesome. Okay. Hello, friends. We are here with our friend, Jordan Ellis from Jordan Denae. Hey, baby. Thanks for coming on the show. Hi. 
We're super excited to have you because we have been kind of all up in your business since like 2015, which is bananas. We met you many, many moons ago. I feel like that's like 17 years in the internet friends world. So like that's what we're calling it. We basically <laughs> known each other our whole lives. It's fine. But a lot has changed in your business since then, since we first like started hanging out with you and, and getting to know you. So our people know what you do and they know that you sell some awesome products online, but tell us a little bit about what business looked like in 2015 versus some of the new places that you're active and, and the new kind of things that you've incorporated in your business now. Yeah. Back when I met you, I was pretty much only selling on Etsy. That was like the only place I could actually get sales to happen. I had had my own site for, I don't know, probably a year or two, but it wasn't doing anything. So I was doing that. I was doing events that were like breaking even usually, Mm -hmm. but not (laughs) not working. And that was pretty much it. So that was the sort of scary thing about being in business then just relying purely on like the ever-changing Etsy monster that was slowly working less and less and like well, trying to figure out and mind what to you, do. You live in New York. So yeah. like I can't even imagine living in a city where the cost of living is astronomical and having a business that's only sort of kind of working. Uh-huh. That's why I was a <laughs> nanny for most of the time that I was like – I technically started in 2011 on Etsy, but was nannying pretty much along the side of that until about two years ago. So yeah, because that's terrifying and so hard. That's awesome though. I remember like, cause when we met and you were taking some of our programs and just started hanging out with us online, you were nannying at that point. So that was like early 2015 that you were still nannying. Was it that year that you got to quit? Yeah. That's incredible. Which now that you're saying the dates like that so recently, that feels yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Because it was like March of yeah, 2015. Totally. totally. That's exactly it. Like I started weaning off then. And then a year ago, I moved away from the family I was nannying from. And that was like a cold, mm-hmm. like I can't do this anymore. So I guess it actually has only been about a year of like super official full time. You're so a fish now. <laughs> so what has happened since then? Like, has the biz started making any money yet? Yeah. So pretty much before. So I met Emily through B-School, right? Yeah. That was the very first business class ever that I took. I went to school to be a teacher, which I never did. So none of my education like did anything for my business at all. So before that, I didn't really know any of the steps of how to run a business. It was just like Googling stuff and making stuff up. So B-School helped push me towards the direction of like realizing what I needed. And then when I started taking pretty much all of the classes that you guys have ever (laughs) offered, but that's when like sort of from a hobby to a business and learning how to keep track of things and what things to keep track of. And it was hand in hand like the confidence of feeling like I could make the right decisions because I understood how to be a business and then also the legit like actual steps of how to do it. So both of those things combined helped the business actually be a business. And then 
actually make money and actually do the right things in the right order, in the right way, which is all great. Pretty nice to have. Totally. So are you, you're traveling now and doing more shows and doing more stuff like Comic-Con and stuff like that. Tell us about that. Yeah, I have been like a relatively one woman show for most of the time and just like not to take all the credit because I've gotten help, but I haven't had team members. So what I was able to do was super limited to like what I could do in a day Mm -hmm. and in a week. So I started actually being able to get help and so I can travel more. So for the past like six months, I've been doing between like one and four events a month. So sometimes every single weekend, sometimes not every single weekend, which has been incredible. Like the events are actually making money. And then I can meet people at events that are like industry people that I can then network with and do cool projects and that side. And then also meeting customers in real life who then come back to the website. So like, it's all, it's all working, which is very (laughs) nice. Like this is, this is the way, you know, this is the cycle that I've been trying to find. Well, so we know what you offer and we know where your business is present, but there's a lot going on, I think, behind the scenes that a lot of people might not know about of the materials that you guys choose to work with and that you choose not to work with and the people that you have on your team and the processes that you that you have chosen to make priority in your business. Talk to us about that and talk to us about kind of the the why behind all that. Yeah. I mean, as far as the materials go, I every possible way to use like best quality and also the the best like impact on the environment. So when I'm screen printing, I use like the most the most eco-friendly water-based ink um, that I can. And I have I all my packaging is from Eco and Clothes, which is all like recycled and stuff. So as far as like all the materials, I don't want a business that just throws more like plastic and garbage out into the world. And the other side of that too is I don't want to make anything that's like goes into a junk drawer and then gets thrown away. Like I'd almost rather not sell things than sell things that just get never get used or looked at. And it's just like things, more yeah. things in the world. So that's the part of the materials, which makes it hard because a lot of the easiest things are like here, made in China, it's plastic, go. Yeah. So finding things that aren't that takes a little more effort. Well, and that's a hard place to be as a product-based business also, because it's really easy to just say, let's add that stuff to the shop and let's add this cool, cute thing. But I love that as a physical product-based business, like one of your core things is not wanting to add just more shit to the world. And I respect that. I love that a lot. Yeah. And that's been one of the harder things about packaging, like finding things that are cute, but then also not just like that's more plastic. Yeah. So that you know, I haven't totally figured out that balance, but just trying to make everything look as nice, but also still be useful as possible. So how did you go about sourcing those things? Was there a certain resource that you found that made that a little more easy? Or was it a lot of just asking around? Or how did you go about asking around? Yeah. (laughs) So for the actual materials, I had been using American Apparel, and then they kind of did a weird like bankruptcy thing. Um, So I asked (laughs) asked around. Yeah, like, that's the great thing about having a community of people in your industry. Like we were all doing the same thing. So we all were looking for like replacement companies and that's how I found Eco and Clothes also. So it, it's it been completely just 
Like there isn't like a website of if you want to make great things, like here's all the list. It's just been asking around. I feel like we should make that. Yeah, that's actually a great idea. I like the best resources. Get, you should get the list together and <laughs> yeah. on our website. Yeah, actually, totally. how about you write the blog post and then I don't have to do anything. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> I'll source that. Awesome. So you are on Squarespace, and I think that like every other day, I hear from people who want to sell products who are like, uh, do I need to build a site? from scratch on WordPress and like, should I be on Shopify and should I add this on? And you're on Squarespace and you've been on Squarespace and you rock Squarespace. So talk to me about how you use Squarespace as a physical product-based business because there's a lot of features that we're not even aware of that Squarespace, you know, offers and how you kind of manage either the limitations of Squarespace. Like, would you add on other plugins? Like, how does that work? How do you make it all work? Yeah, I have found that Squarespace is not great for adding on other plugins. So whenever I like hear of a really cool thing, it almost always can't work on Squarespace, mm-hmm. which is I just accepted that. Yeah. And, you know, I email them occasionally and ask them for things I want and they sometimes happen and sometimes don't. But I feel like it's sort of the same mentality that I had. I think actually you told me this, Emily, where like if you're a big business, you can do certain things. If you're a small business, you can do certain things. And like wherever you are, there are things that you can do super well. So like do those, like own those. So there are things that Squarespace is great at. So I focus on those and I don't worry about the things it can't do well. So like it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. My site is amazing. And so if I can't do a plugin for like Facebook reviews... I'd rather have a site that's beautiful and just figure out another way to have product. You know what I mean? So that's kind of it. Like all the back end you need is there. They can take orders. You can fill orders. You can sync with ShipStation to ship them. There's nothing core missing. So just some of the, some of the nicer add-ons that like my fingers are crossed will be available at some point that aren't yet. I just don't focus on those. Like, I just don't cry about things that I can't I love that. do yet and do the things it does really well. So, <laughs> that's- so were you able to shut down your Etsy shop completely or? It's there. I mean, I, I actually, so when I started working with you guys, I was getting like five to 10 orders a month on my real site and all the rest of the income on Squarespace. And now they've totally switched. So I have it like... I make like maybe a couple hundred dollars a month, which is why not? Yeah, right. Like no reason not to do that, but it's not like I don't update it very well. Like it's super Mm -hmm. just kind of there to be there. I if Etsy ever like does anything that I'm not interested in anymore, I'll totally be able to delete it and like not worry about it. Which I feel like I feel like this is a really good place to be. Yeah. Well, I think it's awesome that you were able to get your sales moved over. I know a lot of people that they struggle where they open their site and then they just can't. Most of their traffic and most of their sales are coming from Etsy organic traffic. People are searching and they're finding them. And so they open their site thinking, I'm just going to move all my customers over. Mm-hmm. But what's, I think, unique about you is I think you were the one driving your customers, period. Mm -hmm. And so now you're driving your customers to where you want them to go. And 
I literally didn't even know if you still had an Etsy shop. So. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I'm glad. Because <laughs> so, I would always go to your website. I always go to jordanade.com. Like that's yeah. where I go. And it's better. Like whenever someone does contact me on Etsy, I'm like, just so you know, like the thing that I pay attention to is over here. Like yeah. you can still shop here if you want, but it's not being updated. You're not getting any of the cool features. Like enough. that's kind of how I make my website better. It is just better. Mm-hmm. Like you get more, you get more free stuff, you get more discounts. So it's, if you have to- That's where you want to be. Yeah, Yeah. totally. I love it. So once upon a time, we asked you like some of your biggest takeaways from working with us and going through some of the the courses that we have and whatever. And I think what really stuck out to me, and I would love for you to dive really deep into this is we get a lot of people who are product-based, physical product-based businesses, and they think that the- marketing tactics and the sales tactics and the customer relation tactics for how we handle our people aren't the same for how you should handle your people. And especially since we were both coming from working one-on-one with clients and that's our basis of how we teach, they think that that's just like two completely different worlds. But you have really, really stood out in the sense that you've taken those tactics and you've either use them exactly as we presented them, or you did slightly tweak them to work for your business. So you said that you have really focused on creating a client and customer experience with your people, even if you can't meet them face to face. So, and that that's paid off really well for you. So what is that process look like? What changes did you make? How much does it cost you? Does it affect what you have to charge? Like, tell us all about it. Yeah, that is a direct like thing I learned from your class. I know I'm sure everyone listening has heard before like your process of when you were doing photography, like you would bring extra gifts to your clients when you would hang yeah. out that weren't that expensive, but they were like just a little extra. And then another conversation we had a while back was like because of the size of my business, there are some things I couldn't do because I wasn't big enough, but there were really cool things I could do because I was small. Yeah. So like I have thank you cards that whenever I have a break in business, I just go through my orders and like write thank you postcards like a month or two later, which is, I mean, that's an idea straight from you guys that lots of other product businesses aren't doing. It's not expensive. It's like what, 40 cents or 30 cents for a stamp. And then if you buy in bulk and the, you know, the postcards are branded. So it's like getting, it's getting the kind of thing you get in the mail, but with a handwritten note that Mm -hmm. costs nothing extra. Mm -hmm. And then another thing I did, like a direct thing from you guys was I started sending just little extra stuff in my packages. So I've done temporary tattoos with the designs I already have. I've done stickers, I've done buttons that costs max a dollar more, usually more like 10 or 20 cents. So that's super easy to roll into your prices. But then it's also like, if you can retain customers that way, that works out. Or if that's what stands out, like that's when people remember you and keep your business card. And it's been really fun when I do events and meet people in person. That's the thing that stands out like, oh, I like your products, but also thanks for the note or like, thanks for making that. Thanks for making my package feel good to get. So, I mean, I think any product-based business can and should do that. And if, if, if anyone's ever gotten a package like that, like, you know how cool that is when you buy something and then you get another super great thing that you didn't pay for, that you just love. And that also made in the money-making class 
when we were talking about raising prices, it didn't make sense to me to raise prices just and give the same thing back, like raise prices, but also add value. So that like went hand in hand with that too. I love it. Yes, sister. Good, good student. (laughs) You passed. I know. I like, I think I have taken every single like opportunity of anything you guys have taught. So like, seriously, we're not asking you to like, if you can't have the, the beats level of packaging or the iPhone level of packaging, that doesn't mean you just like send it in a box. Like that, it, it just because you can't be like the Mercedes Benz of whatever it is you're comparing yourself to doesn't mean you can't add something special. And I, I mean, I, we helped give you the idea. And when I get stuff from you and I get those temporary tattoos, it makes me so, I love temporary tattoos so much. And I've like showed them on Facebook lives and I've talked about them. And that's just what gets that like in top of mind for people. And as a physical product based business, like that's all you can ask for. Totally. Yeah. Well, speaking of other strategies, I think one of the unique things you've done, instead of just having your shirts out all the time, buy whenever you want, you've started this program with the Shirts of the Month Club. So tell us a little bit about why you started that and how it's worked for you. Part of, It was sort of two parts. One was to have something that you could put like pressure against because mm-hmm. most of my other products, like I haven't really done seasons or anything. It's just like it's here until it's not here anymore, which is not a great sales strategy <laughs> at all. So it was partially that to be able, like I send an email every week, which is for a month. So now I have the first email of the month and the last email of the month figured out already. And I have new photos and new like social stuff to post default just from having this product. So that like, that's a huge weight off of my shoulders and my brain about when am I doing new products? Like I don't have to think about that because it's just the first of every month done. Um, And another part of that was I wanted to do more designs than I physically could do So everything takes up space. So like every screen takes up space, every stack of shirts takes up space. And I couldn't add like 12 new designs a year, but I can add one new design that cycles out. So it's kind of like hand in hand. It just worked for my physical limitations of like my studio space. And then also I wanted something to be able to put like, because I don't really do like launches with end dates, but I can do products with like last day to buy. So that was kind of well, that's a really good way to get that creative energy out because we want to make new things and we want to like offer you guys new and exciting things. But if you don't have the space or it just doesn't make sense to dilute what you have with yet more product, do something that's only around for a month, like genius. So how has it gone like sales-wise? Are people excited about it? Do you like, what does that look like? Yeah, it's almost always the bestseller every month. That's um, so awesome. Which is great. Yeah. And it's nice too, because like, it's the only thing I've ever had that's like limited edition. Or Like, it's fun to like see people wearing them and everyone knows exactly. Like, it's become a little, like, it's my community's little thing, which is fun. Mm -hmm. I like it. It's like a hashtag. Yeah. Totally. How people wear it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's cool because I think it allows that it makes them feel like they're a part of something, even though they're not with you. And so you, you're like, 
I'm getting in the club by buying this little shirt. Well, that's another part of the experience of a creating the scarcity. Yes. That's like a great selling tactic, but it is the club and it is where they're like the cool kids are and it's where people want to be. And no, that's like, how can we do that? It's also been really good as a way to say like, it's a reason to be on my mailing list because people have missed shirts. And then I can Uh always respond by saying like, I'm so sorry that happened. But like, don't miss the next one. Get on the mailing list. Here's how you get on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's a great point because another thing that a lot of physical product-based people bring up is like, I can, I only can give like free shipping or 10% off for people to get on my list, but that's an excellent strategy. Get on to hear about this next shirt so you don't miss it. I'm interrupting myself to bring you something that could change your business forever. I'm hosting a workshop that's so important, I've made it 100% free for all online businesses. Here's what I can promise you. Inside the market shift, you're going to get the most value-packed 90 minutes you've seen in years. I'm going to share the ecosystem that represents online businesses today. You're going to walk away knowing how to create more predictable income and sustainably scale, regardless of where you're starting today. You'll uncover the AI secrets top entrepreneurs use to stay ahead, boost productivity, and secure their future. You'll have the exact equation that's making wealthy people wealthier and be able to steal copy-paste it before it widens the wealth gap any further. When you attend live and stay until the end, you'll get access to my exclusive brand new mini course, the two-click funnel, absolutely free. Inside, I'm giving you the exact automation funnel I've been running that consistently converts organic traffic into loyal buyers in minutes. Save your seat right now at bossproject.com shift, then share it with a friend. There isn't much time between now and the workshop, so head right now to bossproject.com shift to claim your spot. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. We've had to weed through hundreds of applications in the past. We could have saved so much time if we'd used Indeed. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How has that worked for you? Because I feel like a lot of product-based businesses are like, I don't know what to email about. What do I put in my email? What should I say? So like, what things have worked for you to drive sales? And what has worked for you to just make people feel like they're getting value from you, whether you're pitching them or not? Yeah, I had a really hard time figuring that out. And then it was on one of either the Q&As or like maybe in the mastermind where we were talking about blogging and I kind of had the same idea about blogging. Like, what do I write about? Because yeah. I'm not a fashion expert. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what you do if you're not a fashion expert and you're selling clothes. So we set up a system, like you guys walked me through it and it works. Like it's just, 
it's free content that is related to the core of my business that isn't just pitching. So it's like quotes that are like girl power or nerdy, which is the heart of the business, or it's the designs that I sell, but they're also free as phone backgrounds. So that that kind of thing helped me figure out blogging. And then that was content to use everywhere. So that's yeah. social, but then it's also email. So like if I don't have a sale or I don't want to sell, it's come look at the outfits I put together on the blog or it's... Well- yeah, You're the kind queen of, of repurposing content. Like you took that, like, we were like, Jordan, just pick a theme for your days and then like use it for everything. And you were like, okay. And it's literally <laughs> like, it's what goes on Instagram. It's what you blog about. It's what you email about. And it's just repurposed in different formats. And I love that. It's so great. And it takes all the like stressful thinking about it. Like there's no waking up. What do I put on Instagram? It's yeah. just what day of the week what is, day it? is it? Got it. Yeah. It's, it's the great, that may be like the single greatest thing <laughs> that, I, that I like have done for marketing ever. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so do you put it, track that all on like a calendar and Trello or how do you keep track of that? Yeah, I completely straight up copied the editorial calendar from the Trello for Business. So I have that laid out. And then on the weekends is when I send the emails. So I have like the blog posts on the days of the week. And then I have the emails scheduled on the weekends. And then I just schedule them in different, you know, different queue up things. There's a million of those. But yeah. Genius. You're so smart. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) So before we get into like advice for other people, if they're just getting started, I want to like throw a freaking party for you that you hired a freaking employee, like (laughs) not an independent contractor, not an intern, an employee. And if y'all don't know the magnitude of the difference of what the word employee and the fact that I can even say the word employee in regards for what you did, like once you know what that means, you're going to get the magnitude let's, of this let's conversation. Just, let's, just put, let's just put this into perspective. Emily and I have a very large team. We have zero employees. <laughs> zero <laughs> right. employees. Yes. Talk <laughs> to us. Gordon has an employee. Well, well I, I have, have a very employee. small team. I have one employee, but, you know... <laughs> What what does she do? How did you hire her? How does it work? It is the most unexpected. We it was one during one of the mastermind like sessions I was doing with you during one of the weeks. I got an email out of the blue of from a girl who had bought a shirt and liked it, who was just like cold emailing people to ask if they were hiring. So I get this email and I was like, no, but maybe, I don't know. Yeah. So we met for coffee. I like did not play cool at all. Like I was like, (laughs) I just want to let you know, like my business is just me and it's at my house. Like, I don't know if you want to work for me at my house. I don't know. It's, it's great. She's a senior with like a few classes left actually in fashion school. So she has done other internships with companies similar to mine. So she like our knows kind of more than I do about the way some of them <laughs> That's exactly what yeah. <laughs> knows more about fashion than I do is more organized than I am. So like, I love the idea of hiring people who are better at what you need them to do yes. than you are, which is great. So, I mean, she does actually everything. She like 
he like, you know, she's in Trello, so she helps with all that. She queues up blog posts. She goes to events with me. She helps pack up orders and like do customer service. Literally everything I do now, we can just yeah. do twice as much of it. Yeah, you've which is amazing. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I just got like, I can't give any advice because I didn't do it. Like, it just worked. She mm-hmm. asked to work for me. That's how and the best then happened. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I can't, I can't repeat it, but I am so, so thankful and so lucky. Well, talk to us great. about the onboarding process. Like, did you, uh, did she shadow you for a while? How does the communication work and, and how has the relationship gone? It worked. I'm so thankful that this timing happened. I got the email, I think, a week or two after the Trello course came out. So I was like, oh, my God, I know how to hand off like processes <laughs> now. Because I think I would have just not completely melted, but I didn't have anything written down. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just me. So pretty much like everything we do, there's just a Trello board for it with a checklist that's like, here's the thing. And like at the beginning, she came over and we just like I would show her that I did something and be like, can you do this now? And <laughs> honestly, most of the actual running of the business, like not the big picture stuff, but the day to day is not tricky. Like, right. here's the shipping st- system. You already understand that. Here are the shirts and here are like the packaging. You got it. So thankfully, like there isn't a ton of really complex like stuff to figure out. And then just having everything like listed out as a resource for if you forget something, it's all here. Or if you're looking for something to do because you're bored, here's our next to-do list. And then pretty much after like the first event, she just was with me and now can run them without me, which is great. So yeah, pretty, awesome. yeah, yeah. Just she is, yeah, just a little mini me now, which is great. Has she, has she been so? Here's my big. I don't know if it's a kerfuffle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So having an employee, I, you know, in the corporate world, it's like, obviously you're all working on something and you're driving revenue and all this stuff. But I feel like in small business, we tend to like outsource all the stuff that's just taking time. And we tend to focus on the stuff that's driving revenue. Have you been able to figure out a way to have her help you drive revenue or are you just focusing more on marketing than you were before? I think it hopefully will become that. Like that's, I think the stuff that's a little trickier to bring someone into that I haven't totally solved yet. So like the way, the way it's worked so far is more like we actually execute the ideas that I had because she's there to do it. But hopefully I'll figure out a way in the future to have it be more of like, here's a campaign and run it. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing that's like you actually do business stuff and not just all the – yeah, what you were saying, like all the stuff that's just get it done. So maybe later I'll have a better answer for that. No, it's That is the goal, totally. I think it's hard. I think it's the hardest thing to do when you run a small business to figure out how to hire – strategically enough that they can start driving revenue for mm-hmm. you because you just a you want to own it b you feel like they're going to mess it up <laughs> c you're like how do you explain what you want them to do without like giving them all the passwords to like all of these right. things yeah like, totally. it's like a big trust thing where i feel like in 
bigger business, they can shut you down way easier. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. I So if you figure it out, give us a I call. Mean, I mean, one thing that has helped is just having, because it's a physical business, having two physical people has yeah. doubled the revenue. Like yeah. there are a lot of weekends that we split and go to different places. So like that's there's awesome. that side of it that's just another sure. body means more sales. Right. But yeah, we'll talk about that later because I don't know. <laughs> So like yeah. for the actual, when you go to events, that's helped. Totally. Yeah. Cool. No, I, yeah, we, we're just figuring that out now. And I think more so than anything of, of the, the best relationships do kind of just come out of the blue. Like if you're seeking someone like that, it's going to be really hard to find that person specifically. It took us like, we're now in the works of having someone who like ask really big picture questions and like has strategy ideas and like can help, you know, bring in some money around this place instead of just like hitting publish kind of thing. Not that those roles aren't like any less valuable, but that's what we offload at first. And then you're like, well, crap, I need, like, I want to get bigger. Right. And so I need (laughs) someone to help me do this thing. So we're all just figuring it out. It's fine. Yeah. So let's talk about someone who is like, okay, I want to sell some products and I don't have anything yet. Like what's, what's your advice from when you, when you first started versus, versus now, like what's the comparison of like, if Jordan had known better, what would she have done differently? And and (laughs) so much, (laughs) so much. (laughs) I think the biggest thing, like the thing I wish I had done five years sooner is find a community because it took Mm. me almost five years for both sides of it. One, a business community, like Think Creative Collective, like that side, that's the, this is how you do things. And then also, also the community of here are your friends in the business and your customers and your network. So like both of those, I didn't even realize I was missing them until two years ago, which was well, and I mean, way too late. Let's be real. Like, I feel like 99% of us start our own business because we want to keep our head down and we want to mind our own business and we want to create something. We want to have full control. We don't want to talk to anyone hardly ever. And then we're like, shit, shit, shit. Right. <laughs> I need these people. And I think it didn't exist as much before. Like oh, I literally right. Googled groups like yours and there weren't before so that's part of it too so like thanks for making it (laughs) (laughs) no I think part of it too when at least when I started and Emily and I started about the same time at least in the online space we both had more local businesses before that but when we started getting online it was like I just felt like there was all these hidden doors where it's like you had Mm. to like find your place like by knowing someone who knows somebody who uh-huh. knows somebody and now I feel like it's way more like join my Facebook group yeah, now thing. there's and too many <laughs> yeah now it's a little cray cray so but I mean I think that's a great point is like picking the right one and uh-huh. finding your people and getting to know them and having them help you like back you up like give you the advice you need when you're stuck or when you're like, like literally just now when I was like, have you figured out how to get them to drive <laughs> revenue? Like, that's not a question I could ask just anyone on the internet. Like, but that's someone I like, you're someone I could call like six months from now and be like, 
So (laughs) how's that going for you? Yeah, And that's really helpful, especially when you're doing products, because there's a lot of mistakes to be had. So if you can talk to people who've done it before, like some suppliers are garbage, way better to find that out from someone who used them than you do it too. Or some suppliers are amazing and don't Mm -hmm. haven't really advertised themselves yet. So that like, that's really helpful. And especially when you're selling, there's so much like state sales tax. And when you do events, like thinking about getting tables there and like driving with people. So all of the like tables, I would, I would forget the tables, right? Like there are so many little things when you're doing product businesses (laughs) that there isn't like one great resource. So if you have a community, you'll just have a thousand questions and like, you'll still make mistakes, but you'll make way less if you have people (laughs) around you who are like five steps ahead. And then there'll be people after you that are five steps behind that you'll be that for them. So it's just like a little, a little, little, just a little family. Yeah. (laughs) Well, what else do you have? So being on Etsy versus being on Squarespace, doing shows in person, like, do you wish that you had been able to do those sooner or better, bigger? Yeah. I didn't find like the niched out events early enough. So I would do like local craft shows, which had no one that wanted my stuff there. So I felt like my stuff wasn't good, but it just wasn't the right market. Yeah. So your stuff and the word craft are absolutely not in the same realm. (laughs) Yeah. And you like think that's what you do. And I didn't. So that was part of like why I was so sad because I would go and maybe like, I wouldn't even be able to pay myself for being there. And then I found like comic cons. I was like, okay, cool. And these are my people and this is great. (laughs) So I wish I had found them sooner. And I wish I had put more time and energy into figuring out how to make the display work. Because when you do like four or five events a year and the entire rest of your business is online, it doesn't feel valuable to put money into tablecloths and like portable shelves because you're not using them that often. Right. But then nothing works. <laughs> so like figuring <laughs> out how crap. <laughs> totally. So realizing yeah. how valuable, like that that was the missing piece that I needed to just like put money into it and then I would get money back. I didn't learn that soon enough. So I spent years of like kind of crap displays and like going to the dollar store before yeah, every event. Totally, <laughs> like forgetting things. They didn't have a checklist, like all the worst stuff. A so. checklist before your shows, people. <laughs> yeah, totally. Imagine that. <laughs> it's in my Trello list for events now. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. I realized I would be stressed before every event and I couldn't or didn't pinpoint it. That yeah. was it. I love doing events, but the stress of what if I forgot the most important thing. Yep. As Holy a moly. As, yeah. yeah. Like you sleep better. Like you go through the event better. Totally. Your mind is not like over here. Yep. And it doesn't, it's so powerful guys. Better. <laughs> yeah. And this world is better. Yeah. Contribute to the world being better and make a checklist. I know. I know. <laughs> Do you think, though, that the physical events are for every product-based business or, like, certain niches? Or how does that work, you think? I think it'll work better if you do have some kind of a niche. So, like, if you make things for kids and you can find, like, a kids' festival that has outdoor tables or if there's something that is 
specific and not just like the local neighborhood, everyone that makes anything. Like sometimes that works. Another thing I realized is going back the second time is always better. So your first time in a new place is almost never going to be like, no one knows you. It's whatever that seven points of seeing you, like no one's ever seen you before. I don't know if you're that great. And then if you go back the next year, it can be the exact same. And it's, oh, I saw you last year. Let me get Mm -hmm. something now. So don't give up, like is something that's I think really important. And I think if you if you can make it work, it does help bring traffic back to online. Like after an event, I'll get a lot of notes in my orders that say, I saw you at this, I figured out my size, now I'm buying it or I'm back for Christmas. So even if it doesn't completely seem as successful as you think, there could still be like other great benefits that come from being in person. That's hard. Like if you're at an event with 5,000 people, you get in front of 5,000 faces. Whereas mm-hmm. getting 5,000 people to see anything online is going to, it's yeah, hard. It's super it's hard. Really hard. Well, and I think so many people who sell physical products are like, okay, if I want people to see my face, like I'll do a webinar. And I'm not saying that that can't work for you. Like there, I, I have seen people rock it. And if you want to be that like one random person who does it, like you might do really well, but this is that same version. It's the webinar for your people. And it's putting your face out there like a real human in the flesh and blood. So they get to meet you and get to know you and connect with you. It does the same thing. Totally. It just makes more sense. Well, and I think it's almost, it's like the better version of a Facebook ad. Like think about how much you spend on a Facebook ad. And it's like, well, if you're willing to spend that much per buyer, then translate that to how much it costs you to get into a show. And could you make a higher return per customer? Yeah. If you're able to get them to add one more item for every person that checks out at your booth or whatever. And I think you just have to think through your return. And I know everybody is all about, especially in the beginning. I mean, I was the same way too. You just don't want to spend money on anything. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, but it costs $300 to even just put my table in this room. Totally. Why would I ever do that? But think about the exposure and think about who you're going to get in front of. And if you are willing to do a Facebook ad because everybody and their mama does them, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. So I, I think it's a great approach. It's an old approach. It's been proven. It's worked for a hundred years. I mean, I mean, <laughs> Like, think about it. People people sold in stores for how long? And it's like, okay, well, you can't afford brick and mortar, but you can afford to shop for 1736. (laughs) We should look that up, though. (laughs) No, I don't know. How how long have stores existed? I don't know. Um, I don't know. But (laughs) yeah, like, especially if you have a fun personality that doesn't. I mean, even if it does translate to online, you still get to actually show that in sure, real life, which yeah. is very cool. Awesome. I love it. Well, let's get into talk strategy to me. Yeah. Cool. Even though you just gave like a whole bunch of strategy, we'll just break it down. I say, give us your 
top three to five takeaways. I'm just going to like soak in all the energy that you give us. The top three to five takeaways that you've been able to get from us, our programs, our courses, our mastermind, our presence, what are the big impacts? And and it can't be a duplicate one that you've already set. Okay. One is just raise your prices. Like... If you have your first price, it's the price you think you're worth and you're always worth more than that. So, or if you still can't convince yourself that you are, find a way to make it more, like add more value until you, until it is worth more. So raise your prices. One or the second one is track your numbers because I didn't do that at all before. Me neither. Yeah. And a lot, actually, this is something. Um, that I meant to mention before and totally forgot to, I didn't realize until honestly like two months ago that the profit margin for retail is way, way, like the average is way lower than I thought. So I looked at like my profit margin versus my sales coming in and I was like kind of upset about it. So I Googled it mm-hmm. and the average is like 25 to 35%. Which mm-hmm. is really, really low to me, but it's average because that's the way it works. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, that's not me doing a terrible job. <laughs> that's the industry. And I just didn't yeah. realize how expensive <laughs> running a product based business is. So I think look at that, like, realize that product, product businesses are expensive. And so if you mm-hmm. feel like your profit margins are low, do the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's just normal. And then, my gosh, things I haven't said already is hard. I think the last one would be to add, add as much value related to your product, but not your product as you can. So give, give something else with your business that isn't just please, please, please buy my stuff, which you do have to be creative because that is hard. Like Mm -hmm. it seems like the process is just make this, sell it, that's it. But there's so much more you can do if you think about it. And then, you know, groups where you can ask for advice are really great. (laughs) Most of my good ideas stemmed from either directly from you two or like from a thread in the group. Absolutely. if There's a whole bunch of knowledge hanging out in there. Totally. Well, if you're not in the group, just go to thinkcreativecollective.com slash community and you can get in right now. It's totally yeah. free. And you can start asking questions and soaking in the knowledge <laughs> like Jordan did. Yeah, do it. Seriously. <laughs> so where can people hang out with you online? Um, my website is Jordan Dene. It's my first and middle name. So it's J-O-R-D-A-N-D-E-N-E.com. And then on everything, it's Jordan Dene NYC. Instagram is my favorite, but yes. I'm everywhere. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details.
really love this show, it would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.